Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Eddie O.A. Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself with no LaCroix, Tim Ma Buggin. Gettys. We had a Starbucks issue today. Oh, uh, I, right? I was like, it was so Something weird to see off. you with no drink. Yeah, it is. It's really, really weird. I'm a drink boy. I, I need liquid in me at all times. Start my day off with my Starbucks, like always. Uh, we order it. We do the mobile order, and then we pull up. Cool mm-hmm. Greg jumps out of the car, grabs it. We go. Flawless yeah, process, right? Uh, but we go. They were backed up to hell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we have... I got to be at work. We got to figure this out. I haven't been on a games daily in many, many days. Yeah. I got to make sure I am there. Uh, so we were like, oh, we have two options to ditch it, which I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. Or cool. Greg, are you down to wait and then walk? Oh my God. It's not that far, but like there will be a Starbucks at some point. At Hand some delivered. Point, it'll be- by cool what do you Greg. think? What a good dude. Cool what Greg. a good dude. You know, he also likes walking. So I don't yeah, there you go. I mean, what did a different did the Panera Bread shut down? What like what do you think happened with the long line at Starbucks? I, do you I think don't know. Backed up? I don't know. They're usually they're like, a well oh, shit, old we machine. ran out of coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to fucking make some more. Who knows what's going on? But I, I feel for them. Uh, they got a good team over there. So mm. shout out to them working their hardest. Shout out to them. I, I appreciate them a lot. But yeah, it's good to be back here. It's, it's been, good to have you. Oh, uh, Timmy, uh, in uh-oh. the chat, it's Red Cup Day. It's free Red Cup Day at Starbucks. That's what's going on. Damn, Tim. that is that's so. I funny. thought you would be dialed in, Timmy. You're the Starbucks guy. I don't do the gimmicks. I, I keep mm. it. I keep it straight. Mm-hmm. But you know? uh, like, I you don't do the gimmick stuff. But because you are mm-hmm. you know, the Starbucks guy, I feel like you would you should know. So you know an in the loop when person. things are backed up. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Bless. Uh, but yeah, with this, it's it's different though because, like I said, I don't go into the Starbucks often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't really I don't know the buzz. The gotcha. word on the street. Yeah. You, just, you just showed up and you just saw a line. And that, you're like, what the fuck it. is up with this line? Yeah, it's, it's, if you walked in, you would have seen all the red cups. <laughs> yeah, then I would know. Then I would know. How have you been, though, Bless? I've been doing all right. Yeah, like um, last night we did some karaoke, which is oh, really fun. Yeah, okay. yeah. I went out to a spot that's like nearby. And um, they, they they just started doing karaoke, though, there. Okay. And so we were like, yo, let's see what it's about. Let's see what's up. And when I tell you that it was fantastic. Mainly for the reason of I'm looking through the karaoke book and one like uh, at first I was scared because I opened the book and it was organized by song name. And I was like, oh, don't do that. And then there turned out to be another book that was organized Mm. by artists. And Mm. I was like, thank God. This way I can just turn to Lupe Fiasco. (laughs) And I have to figure out a little bit. I didn't. I should have. But like show goes on. Well, no, I didn't do any Lupe Fiasco. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it was the thing where I got there and I was like, oh, snap, there's no Lupe in here. And as I was going through, I was like, oh, well, this is missing a lot of artists that I want. It seems like a lot of the songs on there were like pre-2005, which is a bit disappointing. But as I was looking through, one of the people at the bar came up to me and they were like, hey, just because it's not in the book doesn't mean we can't do it. Like, we'll find a song for you. And I was like... Oh, they got a guy. Yeah, and I was like, when you put it like that, like we're about to like fuck the Lupe Fiasco. We're about to get outside the box. Yeah. And so like it was a fun time because um they didn't have any SZA in the book, but I was like, hey, do you have Snooze by SZA? And so I ended up doing a duet of Snooze by SZA with Katie, and it was Fantastic. a fun time. Oh, with Katie, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I need to check this out because I was just talking to G a couple days ago mm-hmm. that uh, I want to add a new song to my karaoke repertoire. I've never tried it, mm-hmm. and I need to. Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. I don't, I, I don't think I've heard the song. Oh, you definitely have. Okay. Yeah. Is the, this part of the Shang-Chi soundtrack? N- unfortunately, <laughs> it is not. Okay. But uh, I'll have to show you it later and okay. put so, you on. Okay, cool. That's good. We did, it's um, a single. It's, it's one of the big hits. 
I, I've been so out of the loop on Ariana Grande my entire life after oh, okay. she left Victorious. Got it. Yeah. That's it. That was the end for you? That, that was, was your end that game? Was my end, you know, yeah. people are like, fuck it. I don't like the MCU anymore. Yeah. You're like, I don't need Ariana anymore. I was like, anymore. all right, sign Ariana Grande. Like, you're off of Victorious. You're out of my life. I heard yeah. thank you next, and that was it. That's yeah. all I needed. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, you're talking about Big Sean this way? No, not my not Big Sean. Not my Mac Miller. <laughs> you're treat them with respect. Not my Mac Miller. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, all right. But hell yeah. Yeah, the karaoke was a fun time. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, been, that's pretty much been my week. I wanted to ask you, because you've been gone for a few days. Yeah. Is there anything that's happened that's popped off in the video game news world that you wanted to talk about? Oh, nothing big. You know, it's I not mean, like nominations came out. It's not like the word independent slash indie has been described been every single way possible in the last couple of days. Yeah, I feel like I missed out on a lot, but I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed mm. being able to just see it all happen from afar yeah. and just giggle. Yeah, giggle just with fun. joy. Yeah. But yeah, I, overall, I'm very happy with the the nominations. There's a couple things I think are weird. Dave the Diver should not be a best independent game, or, or yeah, by That's definition. It, yeah. Um, but uh, game of the year nominees, I'm actually really, really happy with. And I, mm. I, there's a couple things there that while I wouldn't necessarily have chosen, I'm happy it ended up like that. I feel that. I feel that. Well, uh, I can't believe Tim doesn't think Zelda should be on there. Wow. Yeah, Tim saw Zelda and was like, "What's happened to our industry?" <laughs> no, it's more <laughs> it's that I like the down. Resident Evil Four remakes there because mm. I think remakes. They I deserve it. Then this is a, this is part of the conversation me and Annie had. I think remakes for sure deserve it. RE2 remake, one of my games of the year of 2019. You know, RE4 remake. You know, like Final Fantasy 16 is not. I mean, that's my thing. So that, that, that's <laughs> what I'm at. I don't necessarily. It's not my list, but I I, I appreciate it. Uh, one thing I do want to address. Yesterday, uh, Greg Miller and the team put out a wonderful video of Greg Miller changing out my PlayStation 5 plates real quick. And when I tell you that I saw the video and like just this feeling of relief that I didn't have to do it. Because it would have taken me 10 minutes to do. <laughs> like, because here's the thing. Once you learn how to do it, which takes but I have to 10 learn, seconds, I have then to it takes two every seconds. time. Because what I had to do is I had to, I, so for those who missed the video, right, Greg Miller switched out my PlayStation 5 plates uh, because I've been wanting to add these red ones to my desk uh, or to my desk PlayStation 5. And I've just been putting it off because every single time I had to take off the plates, I have to watch a full YouTube video because I get so scared that I'm going to break the plates as That's, I'm taking them that off. Because so, they so feel so fragile. And so I, and not only that, is the fact that I also had the base like bolted in <laughs> with the one screw yeah. and I also had the cables in and I was like, okay, well I'm going to have to take everything out and then fucking take it off and then take off the plates and then put on the plates and then bolt it back in and then put the case. And I was like, oh, that'll take me 10 minutes. Yeah. Greg Miller speed ran it. And I don't want to spoil how fast he did it, but he did it very fast <laughs> in a way that was so <laughs> impressive. Um, but I did put up a tweet that was uh, my sea of stars say uh, progress was on that PS five that he unplugged. Oh. Yeah. Um, and like people were like, I wanted the update. I think people thought that like, I lost my entire game save. I did not. I lost maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of time. So like that doesn't matter. Um, but also Greg did say that my uh, PS5 was turned off, which I don't know how that happened because it shouldn't have been. I'm pretty sure I put on rest mode from my um, little Portal. PlayStation Portal. Oh, that's the thing I'd love to talk about. I'll save it because we have many game shows and a lot of news to talk about. Yeah. But really excited to talk about the Portal. Oh, have you been using it? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, have yeah. a Portal? I do. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. you got one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the thing has all the issues that we would have expected it to have and weird ass emissions like not having the bluetooth is utterly weird, ridiculous yeah. um but yeah i'm loving it so far oh, hell yeah um but yeah my sea of stars save it's fine it's safe i just gotta play that 10 minutes again Sorry. we'll all live it might be 15 minutes it might be 20 minutes honestly <laughs> it was a big fight that i had to do but i digress tim mm -hmm. let's talk about today's stories which include what's up with kotor remake what's up 
with Persona 6 and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. A new kind of funny X cast is up where they talk about Game Awards snubs. You can check that out over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Um, then also you can still get Nerf Alice's iconic shirtless Spider-Man uh, t-shirt as the premium collector's item this month. You can get yours over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, and what, what would have been snubbed? Uh, Hi-Fi Rush got five, <clears throat> five nominations. The best uh, sex back, Xbox know, game. There might have been a big Xbox title that Mike felt very strongly about. Diablo? A, uh, an Forza. actual uh, Forza Motorsport, uh, a different, <laughs> really big Xbox title. So the Halo Infinite updates. Very, oh, there, yeah, that's yeah. ongoing for Halo. So Infinite. it's an interesting conversation for sure. Uh, but I do want to shout out. I don't this know X-Cast. if Redfall deserved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to shout honest. out this X cast as well because uh, we also had uh, Sissy Jones, the voice of Andresia from uh, oh. Starfield, uh, come in to talk about um, voice acting and the reality of uh, of AI being a a very scary reality and how uh, she and uh, some other people who are very passionate about uh, protecting the jobs of voice actors for the future uh, and talking about that. It's a really great interview, so I highly recommend it for that. And to, um, you know, maybe listen to Mike talk about a, a game he felt deserved a Game of the Year nod. which Sea of Thieves. Yep, yep. I yep. get it. Over on Patreon. Oh, by the way, I just want to point out that none of us predicted the nominees. Resident Evil 4, man. We like, all got it I, wrong. I, I, I would not have guessed it just based on like how quick that conversation went on. Yeah. But good for Resident Evil 4. Like when I think about the other games that I put, would have put on that list, like Resident Evil 4 does compare. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I can't get mad at it because like it is up there. Uh, and then yeah, over on Patreon, a new kind of feudy is up where I asked the crew to name a character in the Def Jam games. Tim, this kind of feudy was tailor-made for you. I didn't even watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous because like every question, I was like, oh, I wish Tim was here. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, one of the questions was, name the best Nintendo game. Oh, I love it. Who, who was on this? It was Andy, Greg, and Roger. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to watch that later. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Embracer boss tight-lipped on the MIA Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. This is Wesley Yenpool at IGN. The boss of embattled games company Embracer has refused to answer a question about the troubled Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, despite increasing concern about the project. During a financial presentation, Embracer CEO Lars Wingfors remained tight-lipped when asked how he was feeling about KOTOR remake. Quote, I noticed that anything I say to this becomes a headline, so that is my only comment, he responded. Embracer has refused to comment on the issue despite multiple requests from IGN ever since it emerged the KOTOR remake had encountered development trouble. 
Last year, development on the KOTOR remake was reportedly paused indefinitely after, disappoint after disappointment over progress made with the hotly anticipated RPG. A demo built by Texas-based studio Aspire, owned directly by Embracer, apparently failed to impress when shown to Lucasfilm and publisher Sony, which led to development being put on hold. The remake's art director, Brad Prince, and design director, Jason Miner, sub uh, subsequently left the project. Uh, the KOTOR remake was then moved from Aspire to World War Z and Space Marine 2 developer Saber Interactive, also owned by Embracer. Aspire had worked on the KOTOR remake for three years before it was finally announced in Sony's 2021 PlayStation Showcase, where it was revealed that original voice actor Jennifer Hale would be returning as Bastila Shan. Shan? Bastia? I have no idea. Uh, according to reports, Aspire had targeted a late 2022 release date for the remake, but insiders suggest that 2025 was a more realistic target. It's now even more unclear how this project will continue. A bit of a non-story, but a good excuse to talk about uh, KOTOR yeah. remake. It's, I don't expect we'll ever actually see this. Uh, even when they first announced it, it's very exciting. I would love to see a KOTOR remake. I, I feel like that is a game that was so beloved for so many amazing reasons back when it first came out. Uh, but then I feel like it's kind of, it's been long enough that there are people that have, I would say the majority of gamers nowadays have only heard of KOTOR and how good it is as opposed to actually have played and experienced it. Mm -hmm. um, and Star Wars fans, I think, uh, understand how, how awesome that game is in the story and the characters. And I think that it, it would be a great game for a new audience to be able to, to enjoy. I feel like you exactly uh, would enjoy playing this game. But I also remember leading into it as we would do our predictions going into Game Awards or any of the uh, different showcases, I was always like, I don't think we're going to get a remake. I think we're going to get a Knights of the High Republic or some type of like spiritual successor that is like in the style of trying to like keep the magic of it. But it's going to be new because I think it's just a very difficult game to remake in the first place in mm -hmm. terms of the, the type of RPG that it is. I think story wise, you could. But I think that the gameplay of it it would require a Resident Evil 2 type of remake. Yeah. And that just seems like such a lofty um, aspiration. I, I don't, I struggle to understand how the, the funding, what teams are going to be there and a realistic timeline to make all of it happen. Um, so all the trouble this game's had, I'm a bit not surprised by. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, right? Like this is one that, when when they first announced it, I was so curious about because it was being developed by Aspire, which is a studio that we don't really know for making new games or ground up games, right? Like they're known for porting old games and like remastering old games and doing stuff like that. And so I would have expected if you're going to go all in with the Knights of the Old Republic remake, you would have gone to a blue point or somebody who we identify as, oh, you're going to give this the the love and care that it needs to really shine and feel like a, a brand new modern thing. Also, shout out to the chat, Bastilla, I believe was what chat told me uh, is how to pronounce it. But yeah, like, I mean, I th this is a weird one because we're talking about Aspire, which is a studio that um we've not seen many original projects from and the reports are saying that aspire had to pass it on to saber so you have that I, on the um you know overall side you also have embracer which is a yep. company that we don't associate <laughs> there's the coffee let's go hey, cool g were there like did they have red cups in there did you was it red cup day did you notice the that being a thing yeah it's so there's it's red cup day, which I don't even understand what it is. You got free red cups. I I don't fucking so. know. Yeah, they had some hold. event happening. That's why. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Hero yeah. we need everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I feel like this is one where uh, when we look at Embracer in their catalog, I 
like I'm not seeing like you know I, when I look at Knights of the Old Republic the original that's a game that people put on their favorite games of all time list that's the game that people are like oh this is the one like this is a fucking cool ass Star Wars RPG like I'm my, one of my dream games I feel like Modern Embracer isn't putting out games that we describe that way. Yeah. So it's hard for me to imagine that they publish a nice of the Old Republic remake that we're all happy about. Totally. Because to your point, you're going to want to modernize it probably, right? You're going to want to do things to it. You're going to want to, even if you take the old game and like just go in and it's an asset, you know, refresh. Hey, we're just going to make this game look pretty and have it play the same. I still think that comes with certain expectations. And I don't know if that, ooh, <laughs> we, go, we got a red cup. Was that in the bag? 25 oh, years year. of holiday cup cheer. Thankful to celebrate each season with you. Yeah. See, when I worked at um, Starbucks, like the corporate office, there was, it was a big thing in December where like they would pass out the red cups and I never understood it. But I always kept, I have some red cups in my drawer at home. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, I guess. I guess. But I didn't know people were going buck wild over it. <laughs> like, Starbucks is a fucking like shit, shit show with the one you're going to over it. Um, oh, man. Yeah, no, you're making really good points there. And I think you're right. Like, it's important to remember that KOTOR was one of the shining examples of why you need an Xbox. Like, back then, mm. you know, Xbox was the new kid on the block. They were competing with uh, GameCube and PS2. PS2, obviously the dominant one. GameCube, Nintendo first party games, right? So that had that thing. Xbox was kind of just lacking across the board. It had Halo, uh, and which was a huge, huge, huge deal. It had Splinter Cell, and it had KOTOR. Like, mm -hmm. those were the, the, the big three. And then, you know, Project Gotham Racing and, and Forza and things like that. But um, the, the fervor around KOTOR, people bought Xboxes. It was a, by definition, system seller. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I feel like, and again, in a very different time. So this would require a lot more modernization than... A lot of other games like you bringing up blue point even yeah. like like shadow colossus was okay this game plays pretty much the same exactly but it looks like a modern game and like you know shadow colossus same time period as this game but like yeah they didn't update the gameplay of shadow that yeah. much like a little bit like a little bit i think it was like control scheme stuff they updated tweaks as opposed to like oh we need to actually like yeah. change this and to star wars like i mean i'm somebody who loves shadow colossus it's one of my favorite games of all time on the gameplay side i would say knights of the old republic is probably way more complex because it's an rpg right yeah. shadow colossus is more of a puzzle type like hey i'm climbing a thing i'm stabbing a thing let's make sure i don't run out of stamina like that's what the gameplay is of shadow colossus dj Cantor says this plays so well on ipad and yes it does because mm. it's that type of game which i just think if you're going to remake it, I don't think it becomes that type of game anymore. I think that it, it becomes way more advanced and Do way you, more what we'd think of as in a current Star Wars RPG. So would you, like, what would be the main thing you do? Would you, like, because uh, Knights of the Little Republic original, is it more turn-based? I think that was the thing Andy was yes. talking. So would you, like, not make it turn-based? Like, would you make it more action? Or what, yeah, what would I mean, be the big thing you would do? I, it's a Final Fantasy VII situation to me. If you're going to remake the game, remake it to make it modern. Like, if you want the original, the original exists. Like, in, in Final Fantasy VII, it's like, cool. Like, what would a remake that's turn-based and all that even look like? There's the remastered version. That's, like, we, mm -hmm. we have a... There's whatever, a way to HD play... Yeah. widescreen Final Fantasy VII. Like, that is the up, updated version of that original game. And we have that for KOTOR as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, yeah, no, if you were going to do it, I, it would need to be a Resident Evil 2-style remake or, like, Final Fantasy VII-style remake, but without, like, the story changes necessarily. But more like... I do think KOTOR from original to remake would need to be gameplay-wise a shift like Final Fantasy VII to VII Remake. Gotcha. I will say my favorite part of the story is him is um, Lars Wingfors, the CEO of Embracer, saying, yeah, I notice anything I say about this becomes a headline, so that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is our headline. And so thanks, Lars, for the headline. Another yes. Embracer headline, story number two, 
Embracer Group confirms more than 900 staff laid off so far, and more are to come. This is from Wesley Yinpool at iGen. Embracer Group has said it has laid off 904 staff, or 5% of its workforce, since its financial struggles began following the collapse of a $2 billion deal reportedly with Saudi government-funded company Savvy Games Group. The Swedish firm has come under fire for the sweeping cuts it has made so far in 2023, including the closure of long-running Saints Row maker Volition. In total, 15 mostly unannounced projects were written down across Amplifier, Free Mode, Gearbox, Pl- Play On, Saber, and THQ <laughs> Nordic. I don't know why every single time I see, I see it, I want to say Play On. Because it myself. looks like that, Bless. It's stupid. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's what Embracer said. In a presentation to, del- to deliver Embracer's Q2 financial report, uh, CEO Lars Wingfors uh, thanks all the staff he had to let go. Quote, before we get into the business details of our second quarter, I want to start this conference by saying a personal thank you to the 900 people who left Embracer during the second quarter, he said. Uh, as you will hear today, we are determined to transform Embracer into a leaner, stronger company. That said, it's painful to me that you need to leave the group, and we have been and are doing everything we can to preserve jobs without changing what we need to achieve. Our people are what make up the very fabric of Embracer. For me personally, it's crucial that the program is carried out with compassion, respect, and integrity. Uh, end quote. It's not going to stop there either. Embracer said ongoing restructuring, closures, or buyouts are in the process and will lead to further headcount reductions. That means more layoffs are coming. Amid the chaos, some Embracer games have done well. Gunfire Games' looter shooter Souls-like Remnant 2 has has now sold more than 2 million units and generated more than uh, SEC 700 million. That's approximately $66.2 million in net sales. Uh, Dan Buster Studios' uh, Dead Island 2 was also a sales success. Looking ahead, Embracer expects to release a number of games over the course of the financial year, including Homeworld 3, South Park Snow Day, Arizona Sunshine 2, Expeditions, a Mud Runner game, Alone in the Dark, Outcast New Beginning, Lightyear Frontier, and Deep Rock Gal- Galactic Survivors. That, what you just read looks like an out today. Yeah, it, 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 that's, it's ridiculous, that list of games that I just read. Because it is like, ooh, man, this is not give me hope for the future of Embracer. Yeah. I mean, them saying, you know, Dead Island 2 is a, a sales success. Like, I, I, I wonder what this is going to result in. Like, because I know more layoffs. That's the answer. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate. This sucks that we're talking about this yet again to a number that high. And they're Insane kind number. of just saying, oh, yeah, yeah it's going to keep happening. And I, th- they're finding their success. But I feel like they need to, like, then look at the success and do that and not do the other things. But, like. They're doing all of them. They're going to exploit Lord of the Rings. Like, I mean, that's the thing is they talked about like every, every facet of this is interesting because they talk about, um, you know, uh, there are 15 mostly unannounced projects were written down, which I assume means they're like paring down those projects. I don't know what that, I've not seen that terminology. Well, I mean, just a couple days ago, they announced that the, the time splitters team, like they're, they're done. And I'm just like, well, fucking goddamn. They're they're possibly done. They're looking at maybe being done yeah okay. i think that was a vgc report that was yeah. like, Which is like but dude, it's pretty, pretty much i've been fun. talking about time splitters since kind of funny started yeah like the, the, this project in some shape or form and it's like literally it's like 2015 i remember talking about it in the original spare bedroom and then eventually embracer got involved and it started becoming a real thing and then it's like how the fuck are we here and it's like i know the time splitters isn't the biggest thing in the world but time splitters is bigger than some of this shit. Yeah. I mean, they're in, here we're talking about the 15 mostly unannounced projects, right, that they're, in, that they're writing down. Amplifier, free, these are the studios, right? Amplifier, Free Mode, uh, Gearbox, Play On, Saber, and THQ Nordic, right? So you're paring down on those, and that's going to lead to, one, 
more layoffs, but then I, I imagine that's also leading to them going, all right, how do we make less so we can focus on maybe making more Lord of the Rings and hopefully not more golems, <laughs> more actually good Lord of the Rings maybe to make us more money and hopefully like that leading to us not laying off as many people, but we're still gonna lay off people because that's what we are. That's what our industry is. The amount of times you said the word hope and maybe in that yeah. sentence. Yeah, <laughs> like the, it, feels, it feels like that moment in a movie where it's like we're at the we're in the third act and you got one shot like yeah. it feels like the end of Avengers, yeah. Avengers Endgame the blue portal is in the sky yeah like it's like okay well what are we gonna like you gotta make the perfect shot and you shouldn't be there as a company yeah. like when you're in charge of this many people and you've laid off five percent of your workforce which somehow amounts to like what they said like 900 something people that's insane and I get like I mean the, the part of this that pisses me off is the part where uh in this presentation right like Lars Wingforce says, before we get into this, uh, into the business details, I want to start this conference by saying a personal thank you to the 900 people who left Embracer during the second quarter. That's your fault. Like, you did that. Like, that was your, your deal that you made with, Saudi, with uh, the Savvy Games group, right? That fell through because, like, why would you make that decision? Like, why would you try to make that deal? And this is, again, like, this is the dominoes falling of this is a decade of Embracer and quote-unquote THQ Nordic formally making the decisions that have felt weird, that have felt risky, that have, have felt not, not savvy, ironically, right? Like it, this, has been, this has been built up over time and one of those dominoes finally falls and guess what? It's a house of cards. Everything falls because I mean, this dude, one thing that you did didn't work. And now 900 people are out of the job. Like, like insane. They brought back THQ as a name. <laughs> like, God, we all knew, yeah. we all knew. Like, yeah, it's insane. I'm going to bring back Bionicles. <laughs> like, try to make it a thing that's going to work. Well, see, Lego. that's a good idea, though. You know what I mean? I, I, that, it is a good idea. <laughs> Give the people what they want. But Bionicles failed. Hey, Bionicles <laughs> never left, bless. All right? State of mind. Did they not leave? Are Bionicles still being made today? I think so. I don't know. I hope they are. Like, I hope they're out there Remember driving. the Golden Mask movie? That was Fuck yeah, cool. dude. That was so cool. <laughs> Moving on to story number three. Let's get our hopes up a little bit. Persona 6 looks set to release across multiple platforms on day one. This is Hiring Cryer at GamesRadar. Awesome. It looks like Persona 6 will release across multiple platforms at once. In Sega Sammy's quarterly earnings Q&A with investors, as reported by Persona Central, the company's president, Haruki Atami, teased plans for the next main Persona game, specifically regarding achievable sales targets for the next main game in the series. Quote, we believe that it would be possible for a major Persona title, such as a numbered release, to sell 5 million copies in its first year by releasing it on multiple platforms and simultaneously worldwide from day one, the Sega Sammy representative director said. Uh, that question specifically came from an angle about a Persona game uh, one day selling 5 million copies in a single year. No Persona game has ever achieved this, and Atami clearly believes that it, can only by, uh, it, that it can only be achieved by a main Persona game debuting across multiple platforms at once. I really love this. Yeah. I love this conversation. I love that they're being this transparent talking about it because this might not happen. You know, they're just talking yeah. about like, hey, if we're talking about these numbers, like there is a way to hit it. It's by doing this. And they're right. We, yeah. They're right. I, they will cross that number if they release everywhere. But like, like I, I feel like they say, I feel like you don't say that unless that's your plan, though, right? But I mean, well, that's the thing, right? I think that by saying it, it kind of forces it to become the plan. Yeah. Or it forces PlayStation to pay an amount of money that makes it <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. worth it. So it's like, I don't know. I think that that's interesting either way. I do think that with where we're at and the fact that at this point, the Persona mainline projects are essentially everywhere. I do, even though they're the older games, like they're there. 
Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I uh, Persona Five Royal, I believe, is on um, every platform now. Is that yeah, right? There, Royal, but that that I get what Tim's saying though. Like Royal didn't launch on Xbox. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But like Tactica launched on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, Strikers is is on everything. Strikers eventually came to yeah other platforms. Um, and then Persona Three Reload is uh, is launching on is a remake platforms. and is essentially like a new thing. Is uh, it on Switch as well? remake they've been really dodgy about switch mm. and I, so i don't think it's coming to switch at least what we know of right now but it's coming to both playstation and xbox and i believe yeah. steam as well uh, so. pc yeah yeah i mean in luck with, with switch being what what it is maybe it won't be like they're just saying multiple platforms they're not saying all platforms yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, baby maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I mean maybe. real talk yeah I, I would expect that to be the case i think but... they want like i think they would like their games to be yes, on switch i think absolutely. it is i think it's probably more of a matter of power and fidelity as opposed to like them ignoring the platform absolutely yeah, tactica was on switch so you know reload's looking real pretty maybe a little too pretty for the strikers on switch strikers was on switch because yeah. i remember playing the demo but i ended up playing it on uh the full game on like ps5 just because i needed that smooth gameplay and then when they re-release the og like persona 3 and persona 4 golden those came everywhere too yes so yeah like there i think this is i think this is the transition for the Persona franchise. Like, yep. I would be very surprised if Persona 6 gets announced and it is a PlayStation exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to throw into the story a big old grain of salt Ooh. situation. This is a dun, tweet dun, dun. from the homie uh, Noble on Twitter, who is <laughs> the new Nibel in my heart, even though nobody can replace Nibel. But um, Noble's out there doing like a lot of the news updates and he's who I go to for like, what's the breaking news? Where is it coming from? Noble usually does a good job of doing Nibel's it. Nibel's il uh, illegitimate son, Noble. There you go. Yeah. Um, Noble quote tweeted somebody who is a persona leaker who's been right um, before about um, metaphor refantasio, um, or no, has been right before, but just about things in general uh, regarding persona. Uh, they tweeted out um, that uh, refantasio and ASO will launch in 2024. Persona 5X um, as well. Will, uh, I'm reading this weird. I'm going to read the original tweet. Metaphor and ASO will release in 2024. Uh, P5X will release next year, and there will be tests in other regions too. Uh, there is a Shin Megami Tensei title being worked on, and then Persona 6 will be released in 2025. The reveal time is still being decided. Uh, that's a tweet from at MBKKSSTBHZ5. I have a couple questions. What's up, that Tim? I would like to ask, and then a couple things I'd like to pose. Mm -hmm. P5X, Barrett, what the fuck is that? Uh, I think P5X is the weird mobile game uh, that mm. launched, I think, in China, or it was a territory that I don't think, or maybe it was just Japan. Um, it, it, I don't, I don't, it's them just trying to capitalize more on uh, Persona Five. Mm. Um, so that's that. It's the Phantom X is the. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that. I think yeah. that was that was officially announced, wasn't it? Yeah, that uh, that got a trailer like earlier this year it's been out in some other territories i forget where mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's it was a game yeah it's one of those ones where like there's so many persona 5 games that get announced that, that like you know you see Tat i think this is announced at the same time as tactica maybe because i think this maybe. is part of that big leak remember like on instagram where they accidentally up <laughs> uploaded multiple oh, trailers per, like per, uh, p3 oh, yeah. reload and all yeah, that part stuff of it was around that time yeah but. so i think this is part of that and everybody was like Ah, man, like a fucking mobile game. And then they saw Reload, and they're like, holy, wait, wait, right, well, wait, good wait, then. wait, we're good, we're good, it's happening. That's so funny. Uh, and then my other thing is, all right, P6 will be released in 2025. Mm -hmm. Re reveal time still being decided. Um, there's a couple of things I want to bring up there. Yeah. One, do we think that it hits the date that they put out? Because I do. 
I think that like Persona 5, you know, had delays and all that stuff. But I think that with where they're at now, I think that when they announce the game, it's going to be a different situation, especially with them talking about how they're talking about now about wanting to be on multiple platforms and stuff. Like, yeah. That I think that means me. that things are in motion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I would think that, yeah, if they come out and announce 2025, I wouldn't have big doubts, right? Like I know Persona is one of those ones where in the past Persona 5 was announced and then what it was announced for like 2014 or some shit it like was, that. It was announced back in 2013 and then yeah, it didn't I think it was like slated for like 2015 and then it got, it got, got delayed pushed. to uh, two years um or a year and a half or something like that, so. Yeah, but I think I think we've gotten to the point with Persona 5 that they've gotten the juice out of it. Like we've had so many Persona 5 spin-offs mm -hmm. and I could I could feel the ramp down a little bit. Like I, I think it's we're getting not. there. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And then my next question is, uh, timing doesn't necessarily add up for this because uh, we assume the Switch Two launches in twenty twenty four. What, what if it was a Switch launch title? Persona I'd, Six. Yeah, I'd be no. surprised. I think Persona. I, I'm 6, you. I don't think so. I'm yeah. just, just I, I think Persona there. Three Reload could be if if the mm. Switch is coming twenty twenty four, maybe in the later half. I think that's. Maybe that's why we haven't heard anything about a, a reload coming to the Switch One or whatever. I could see three reloads. When's reload coming? Uh, February second. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Months. So if it came, if it was a launch title, it'd be late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But okay. I, I think that's what we would see more likely than uh, Persona Six bumping up to 2024 or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I definitely don't think it'll be 2024. Uh, I'm thinking more. Of, like if Switch Two came out not next year, but came out in 2025. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, I still, I don't, I mean, I think if it just happened that way, I would see it as almost more of a Assassin's Creed situation, Got where it. like a, a, you, Assassin's Creed, whatever it was in 2020, happened to come out like in that same week as the PlayStation Five and Xbox. Yeah. If Persona happened to be a launch title, I think it would happen that way. I don't think it It'd would be, be by a, design. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it'd be by design because I think they. They um, rely so much on the PlayStation audience as well, mm -hmm. and, I, and I I think they're third party enough as like Atlas slash Sega that they wouldn't want to make that alliance with something like Persona. Like Persona, they want everybody to to get into it. Yeah. And it also we have to take into account not just like Persona, but the other Atlas teams, right? Sorry, I'm gonna put myself in Blessings Coffee mug here. Go for it. Um, a couple. Of I berries. think. Oh my god! Wait, that was so funny. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta make myself a little smaller. A, a, a chatter suggested it the other day, and I did it for a while, and nobody noticed. And it was really, it was really good. Um, we have to take into account like the other Atlas teams. Like we have uh, Ari Fantasio that Blessing talked about as well. That it does seem is going to launch in 2024. That could be a big Atlas Play for Switch launch. Um, uh, that was like the the final. Uh, that was the kind of like former Persona team yeah. that left to go do their own thing and that's what this game is so that's that's another play that they could be looking at with a uh, with switch launch and stuff so but i uh to go back to the original question tim i believe in 2025 like it's been we're almost at jesus uh six years seven years out from persona 5 and they've uh been doing a lot and learning a lot and i think the fact that we didn't get an announcement like three years ago was them learning of like Oh, we announced Persona 5 like way, way, way too early. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Final question of the story before we move on. When do they announce this thing? See, my, my theory Ooh. that is going to is that is 90% wrong for multiple reasons. I could see a Game Awards announcement. I think that'd be hyped. I know like it's a Japanese series. Like, you know, usually they do it on their own. Like there's so many things that are going against that. But I think Persona this far after Persona 5 is a different beast and it's such an international beast that like i could see a western like hey let's do it at game awards and granted it's a little i mean there's i understand why this is different but one of the most hype game awards 
moments of all time. Yep. Joker. And that's what I was going to bring up too. Yeah. It's like, but was that more like, I feel like that was more of a Nintendo play. Thousand percent. A, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But at the end of the day, it was Persona. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch that thing, it is like just... it started off with Persona. Persona, um, I can't remember what it was, but like Persona has been like a Game Awards nominee. I have to assume like Persona has had a, has had a big like Game Awards nominee presence. And so like, I think when you see stuff like that, when you see, when you see games pop up more and more, even in like just the conversation of, oh man, on the like Western side or the Game Awards international side, we are propping this game up more, right? Like not only is Persona a thing for, like going back to Persona 4, right? Not only is this a thing for nerds, <laughs> like not only is it for the, the the thing for like your friend that's in the anime or into JRPGs or whatever or playing. the Vita freaks. The Vita freaks. Today, Persona is a thing that everybody plays. Like the world is into Persona. Oh my yeah. God, Barry. And, and that, this is like a interesting like a follow-up of like the conversation we were having earlier this week where like they're giving everybody raises. Oh, ah, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it, it's it's cool that they want to like keep their word of like giving all their employees like kind of like raises and taking care of like new employees and like they part of that plan seems to be launching everywhere which I I do think is uh, really cool. Um, sorry Tim, you had a question. Well, I was just gonna say I was just in uh, L.A. Uh, the last couple of days and there's a coffee shop. It's like one of those cool trendy Instagram coffee shops called Matt Black. Mm -hmm. And uh, hell yeah, that's cool. I have like you it. heard about this? Yeah. What, the Persona crossover thing well, that they're doing? Yeah, so the thing about this place, like, I'll have to show you later. It looks mm -hmm. so cool. Like, everything inside of it is white and black, but it's like, you feel like you're in, like, a, a painting, like a cartoon. Like, it's not, like, you know the game Blanc? Yeah. Imagine, like, like it feels like you're inside that. It's nuts. Uh, but they had a, a collab with Persona 5, so it was just Persona 5 stuff everywhere. And I was just like, me and G were just sitting there yesterday, and I'm just like, I, I, I saw a bunch of, like, should have taken a picture. I, I know I, I messed up. I really should have because I saw a whole bunch of things and I was just like, I, that looks familiar, but I don't know what it is. And then I like look closer. I'm like, I think it's Persona. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at my, like, oh my, I saw like the actual Persona 5 thing and I, I, or I saw Joker's hat. I'm yeah. like, holy crap. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like Persona has such a worldwide presence now that I, like, I, I think there's a strong, very strong chance that they do it the way they've done it before and they just drop a trailer on YouTube or they drop a trailer. Like, honestly, the two likely things, and like I know I've said in the past and I've uh, been proven wrong, uh, like uh, with uh, people in the chat and stuff, of uh, not them not announcing things at Xbox showcases, but they've, they've been real buddy buddy with Xbox lately. I could see at this point the way things have been going the last couple of years, like. They could announce Persona 6 at an Xbox showcase, which is fucking insane. Or they don't do that, and then it's another concert late next year that they do it just in Japan. Oh, at, yeah. Like, like that's the oh, man. Yeah. Which they is the classic they love Atlas way. announcing things at concerts. Yeah. Uh, but they like, love doing that. What was I going to say? I forget. Oh, when the um, Persona 5 original teaser, like the debut teaser was announced, where it was just like the chairs. The chairs yeah, with like the um, like the I'm pretty sure that was a on concert. Them. Was that a concert? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You're we'll wrong, see. me if uh, if I'm misremembering. But yeah, I think it could be. I think a Persona Six trailer at Game Awards. I think that could be a hype. And I think like that's that's a closer. I think it, you could Dude, close I, honestly, a Game Awards I'm on Persona you. Six. My only hesitation is I think it's too early. That's the only thing. But even mm -hmm. then, I don't think that'll necessarily stop them. Yeah. I think we've just spent. 30 minutes talking about how we think that they're going to treat this one differently. But hey, if there is, if it's slated for, and this is, you know, again, the biggest grain of salt thing, but also I think the timeline lines up. If it's slated for 2025, is it too early? Like you don't have to give a year. You just say persona six. I think with how That's games true. are nowadays, I think it is like, I, yeah. not just games. Cause there are some games that would do that. I always talk about the unicorn stuff. I mm -hmm. don't think, I think persona doesn't want to be that. I think persona after five, it wants to just deliver. Yeah. 
but and so that when you guys were talking about game awards, I I thought you meant like next year's game awards. No, I was talking about in a few oh, weeks. Oh no, fucking shot! No way. I, I think, think it's we'll a shot. I I, I think <laughs> again, that's why I say like five percent chance because like yeah. again like might be too high. Persona even. Three Reload we learned about early like in the the summer of this year, and that's coming out in February. Same with Tactica. Tactica we learned about first time uh, in the summer, and it's out. This mm. week or something, but right? neither of them are Persona Six. Yeah, you know that's, that's a unicorn that's game. If there is Final one. Fantasy Sixteen, I think is the closest analog, and even that is like not close at all. But mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Sixteen announced, and within a year we got it. You know, so wait, even, was it really a year? Wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like I just saw so many year. trailers 16? for that it thing. Sixteen was announced in June, and we got it in in June. In June, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that lines up. Yeah, we'll see. Was that right? No, you're misremembering that. 16 got announced back in like I could have sworn I feel like I saw so many trailers for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Unless they dropped like 10 trailers <laughs> in in our year. Um Joshua says announced in 2020. Yeah, it's been like 3 years. Mm, I'm yeah. so wrong. <laughs> I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like we're we're seeing this trailer soon. I They're going to announce this No shot soon. for Game Awards. Uh more likely for Xbox to showcase next year. Even more likely for a random concert that they do in Japan next year. I think in I my I think in, at an Xbox showcase would be mad. I also see I'll say like more likely at a PlayStation showcase than an Xbox showcase. Where they we'll been see. though? Where's Atlas been at the PlayStation? Yeah, well, like showcase? you know, how, you can't advertise for more games game. on PlayStation where they're already on your PlayStation. Atlas has been where the money's at, baby. That's what's up. Okay, they got that PlayStation money. Cool, we exclusive. They got that Xbox money. We on Game Pass. You know? yep. Nintendo, where you at? Do I like Coke or Pepsi? All I know is that Coke paid me more, <laughs> and so I like Coke. The Dave Chappelle reference. <laughs> if you want more great comedy like that, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can get a comedy show like the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast, like Kind of Beauty, and so much more. But you can also get shows like this ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking. My brain just won't stop talking. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kind of funny. And we're back with story number four. Baldur's Gate 3 is getting a physical edition. Uh, this is tweeted out this morning from Larian Studios. Did you know it didn't have one? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, playable on a disc uh, must be the Baldur's Gate 3 Deluxe Edition. The Deluxe Edition for PS5, Xbox, and PC includes the digital Deluxe Edition, as well as exclusive physical feelies, including <laughs> physical feelies? <laughs> Fuck you! No! <laughs> physical feelies. Uh, inclu- <laughs> oh, man. What is <laughs> that? <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> You've gotten a physical feeling before, I know you. Uh including a three disc OST map and more. All for $79.99. And let me tell you, there's a fucking this is a package right here. 
This is a physical feel I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a package I want to physically feel. <laughs> physically feel. Because that's $79.99. And when you pull up the image, like Barrett has it pulled up if you're uh, a video watcher. I'm going to I'm gonna maximize it for myself so I can actually read all these things. Um, but like, what? You're getting 32 stickers. <laughs> you're getting a physical game. You're getting a Mind Flayer poster. You're getting a deluxe edition box. You're getting the original soundtrack in three discs. You're getting two patches and you're getting a world map. The crazy thing, it's two discs on PS5 and three discs on S- Xbox. Holy Dang, shit, dude! <laughs> like this is a this is a like this is a deluxe edition. Why is bucks? that? Like so, I, on the PS3 360 era, like I I understand why the Blu-ray disc versus the HD DVD stuff of uh, with storage space. But why does Xbox have more these days? It's all that space for that quick resume. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. I don't think that. Yeah, but hmm. Maybe it's something with the, the speed of each console. Oh, that- Guitar Hero Arrow says PS5 uses UHD discs. Xbox still uses Blu-ray. But oh. UHD is 4K. Mm, Interesting. Gotcha. Wow, okay. I did not know that. Huh. I learned something new every day. Yeah. Somebody in chat says you lose money not buying this. I agree. Like, <laughs> no, real talk. This, like you said it, like this looks like for $80 for what this is. I love it. And yes, it has some weird shit, but like it's not weird dumbass shit like this isn't a waste of space which i appreciate yeah and like i mean when you think of, like games nowadays are 70 dollars for a full price game and oh, Baldur's gate right. 3 is as like you know that is a full game that is as premium as you can get that's a ve- that's a fucking big ass game very, very so you're talking about 70 dollars and 80 dollars for a deluxe edition like this is the digital version 70 bucks oh that's a really good question i'm not sure yeah you can double check that but yeah that's a grip dude yeah good for them I think it was 60. 60. It's 60. Yeah. And then the digital deluxe, I think, was like 10 bucks more or something like that. There you go. Good on you, Baldur's Gate. Moving on to story number five. Annapurna Interactive acquires South African support studio 24-bit games. This is Chris Kerr at Game Developer. Cocoon and Thirsty Suitor publisher Annapurna Interactive has acquired South African co-development studio 24-bit games for an undisclosed fee. 24-Bit provides engineering, porting, and optimization services, and has worked on a number of titles published by Annapurna, including A Memoir Blue, Neon White, and Hindsight. The deal represents Annapurna Interactive's first-ever studio acquisition. Quote, Annapurna has been working with 24-Bit for many years, and uh, we value not only the caliber of their work, but their team as well, uh, said Deborah Mars, co-head of Annapurna Interactive. They've always shared our commitment to quality, and by taking our partnership to the next level, we feel like anything. Yeah, we feel like anything is possible. <laughs> end quote. Uh, Annapurna said it'll be it'll be. Why you laugh? <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> anything <laughs> because you acquired twenty four bit. Any like what? You're gonna run for president and win? <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> Annapurna man. Uh, Annapurna said it'll be a case by case, um, or it'll be a case of business as usual for twenty four bit under its umbrella. But added, it wants to help the Johannesburg-based studio uh, expand its development team and proprietary proprietary <laughs> technology toolkits. Cool. Yeah, this sounds like a good thing. This sounds like the right type of acquisition, partnership, whatever way you want to look at it. Like, they're saying all the right things. They have proven before that they work well and that this is just going to enhance that. And, you know, we'll see. Like, this could, things like that could always turn bad. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Acquisitions aren't inherently evil and bad. They just most likely are. I feel that. Yeah. And like, I mean, like, I think their thing too is that they worked on bangers, you know? Yeah. Like, exactly. They, we all loved Neon White. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annapurna's had like such a great, um, like, 
a great list of projects. Like not all of them are, are hits necessarily, but a lot of them are. Um, and I think they're getting closer and closer to being a Devolver Digital, if not already there, right? Yeah, I think they are. I, quality. Well, yeah. And I, I'm looking at projects right now. I'm on 24-bit games website, right? They worked on Cocoon. They worked on Neon White, Broforce. I love Broforce. They worked on Maquette. Tentacular, Gorn. I know people love Gorn. Uh, totally accurate battle simulator. Twelve, uh, twelve minutes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't all. We can't win them all. But you, you shoot Not the shots kidding. though, right? Like that, that. I don't think that they're they're a devolver, but they're Annapurna. Like I think that they've kind of mm-hmm. become their thing. That like they they've made it. They succeeded. And like when we hear Annapurna, we get excited. If Annapurna announces a showcase, we have a conversation of do we cover yeah. it or not? Like it's and the showcases are really good. Are great. Yeah. So like, honestly, the Annapurna showcase, I know it's a very different vibe, but I would put up there with like the hype of a Devolver showcase for me. Devolver is like, they're more entertaining because there's like so much like wild, weird shit that they do. But the games that they show and the, and the way they show their games at the Annapurna showcase is really good. They do the thing where they do the developer highlights and they go to wherever the developers base. Like we're going to, <laughs> I don't know why I always go to Portland for Annapurna, but we're going to Portland and we're hanging out at the developer studio and it's always like, okay, but what's the angle here? Like, where are we going to put the developers in a way that's going to make these um, make, make these devs unique from the other devs that we're going to talk about? And we're not even going to announce a game. We're just going to introduce you to them and like tell you about what kind of games they, they, they like or what kind of game they're going to make. And it's still exciting because they know how to frame it in a way that's entertaining. Like the Annapurna Showcase, I think it's a bit underrated for that. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm with you that. Yeah, I think they're on that level and they've also just carved out that own, their own space. And uh, yeah, like 24-bit games for the games that they worked on. Yeah, like that, that seems like a natural fit. But are they indie now? You know? That's a, a big question. Indie, when 24-bit yeah. is owned by Annapurna, you know, an umbrella company, even though Annapurna is an independent publisher, where does it end? Where does it end? Where does it start? Where does it begin? Nobody knows. I don't care. Final news story. Story number six. Actually, not the final news story because it looks like we got some breaking news after this. But story number six, Mass Effect veteran Mac Walters is leading a new NetEase studio in Canada. This is Chris Skolian at VGC. NetEase has announced a new game development studio headed up by one of the key writers on the Mass Effect series, led by Mac Walters, which I'm going to pause there. Mac Walters, cool name. Mm-hmm. I like that name a lot. Moving on. Uh, Led by Mac Walters, Worlds Untold is a fully remote game studio with a base in Vancouver, Canada. Walters was a prominent member of Bioware for nearly 20 years. Initially joining the company in 2003, he was a writer on Jade Empire before becoming a senior writer on the original Mass Effect. Uh, He was... He, he was later lead writer on Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, a narrative director on Anthem, creative director on Mass Effect Andromeda, and project director on Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Walters was working as a pro- production director on Dragon Age Dreadwolf uh, when he left Bioware in January, uh, saying he was taking a career break. According to NetEase, Worlds Untold was set up by Walters and his team to create IPs with depth and possibility that can't be contained in a single game or even a single medium. Hell yeah. Let's go. I love that. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, The studio's first game is a near-future action-adventure game and a breathtaking world filled with mystery and exploration, and it's currently recruiting for remote workers. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I originally cut the article off there because I was like, cool, that's the news. But then I kept reading the context that VGC was giving, and I was very fascinated, actually, with the NetEase side of things. So let's switch gears to NetEase for a second. In recent years, NetEase has built up a roster of studios, including Grasshopper Manufacturer uh, and the new studio from Yakuza creator uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi. Uh, 
Uh, it also opened studios with seasoned Capcom developers. Uh, Hiroyuki Kobayashi, a 27-year Capcom veteran who was a programmer on the first two Resident Evil games and went on to produce Resident Evil 4, opened his own NetEase-backed company last year. This year, NetEase set up a studio, uh, studio Flair with former Marvelous board uh, member Toshinori Aoki and Blaze Blue series producer uh, Toshimichi Mori uh, taking the reins. The article then goes on to talk about even more studios that NetEase has recently opened up and studios that they've owned, like Quantum Cream and even more. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was fascinating because I've not been paying attention to NetEase in like the last year. And yeah, everybody's been going to NetEase. They're being embracing, man. Everybody. Yeah. But like embracing in a way where it's no names. Like it's not just like random. And that is that is the difference, right? Like we joked about the out today uh, version of, of the Embracer group. But I feel like this, yeah, they're, they're yeah. kind of like oh, in yeah. the town. People that worked on OG Resident Evil, uh, Grasshopper, um, you know, like this person who, um, you know, re um, wrote these Mass Effect games, right? Like that's a roster right there. They're building something. If yeah. I feel like we're like watching like the Avengers maybe being put together in secret and we don't realize it. Potentially, man. That's a, it's, that's a good observation and we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But yeah, again, it, it, this could result in a great new generation of uh, level of games being made that is different than what we currently have in the landscape. So we got breaking news. Uh, this comes from Discussing News. Was this one added by... Oh, who added this? Do we know? I did. This is a bear joint. Uh, Invincible is coming to Fortnite. Hell yeah. We got the images here that bear has full, uh, pulled up. And honestly, they look great. I mean, that's exactly what this should look like. Are, are you, did you watch season one of yeah. Invincible? Oh, I'm watching, I'm keeping up right now. I'm watching every awesome. episode. Yeah, yeah, we just, uh, I was a little behind, so I watched episode two last night of season two. God, what a show. It's a great show, they dude. Just, and season two, like, end, the one the one complaint that people had with season one, or at least, like, the prominent complaint was, like, ah, oh, the animation yeah. quality, like, isn't as consistent. This season? Oh, the Let's animation go, quality, baby. man. That shit looks great. Yeah. I need to so catch cool. up. How many episodes are we in? Two so far. The okay. third comes out tonight. Fuck. It's another Thursday show. I have too many fucking yeah. Thursday shows. Well, Loki's man. done now, so. Oh, Loki is done. Yeah. I and also Genji is done. And yeah. so now oh, Invincible, I, I think, is my only Thursday show. I need to re-download Amazon. You're too. not watching The Golden Bachelor? <laughs> no, unfortunately, <laughs> I've not gotten to it yet. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything everybody. is possible, including a Golden Bachelor. Tim, mm -hmm. I'm excited to one day watch through The Golden Bachelor. Yes. But the day that I boot up that show, so far away. Mm -hmm. If I want to know what's coming to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today we got Assassin's Creed Nexus VR out today for Quest. Uh we got flashback to PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Going back, is there really an Assassin's Creed VR game that's out today? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, I got asked if I wanted if I wanted it, and I said no. Because <laughs> really I don't have I don't have VR. I don't, yeah, I mean you yeah. can borrow mine. Nah, I'm good. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. I got an extra quest. Like I got a quest too. Nah, Barrett wants to stay in this reality. But yeah. even like if you're uh, like think about this, right? Well, here's the thing. You're here's an assassin, and you jump from like a two story building into a into a, a pile into of into my fucking into my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just uh, for for people who might have watched the VR golf uh, stream the other day. I was a part of that for maybe five minutes, and maybe from that you can get an understanding of why I'm not a fan of VR. So fair enough. Pooped his pants, I heard. Dude, when I tell Dude, you that. it was everywhere. I tried swinging. It was everywhere? And it just went <laughs> everywhere. Have you gone in the lab yet, too? No. Dude, no. It smells crazy in ah! there. 
uh dude when we did the ghostbusters spirits unleashed that's the vr game no rise of the ghost lord rise of the ghost lord is the vr game god so many ghostbusters games yeah, it's incredible <laughs> what's happening um but we did the ghostbusters vr game stream here and like i did a couple of games and like i had to take off the helmet and be like Guys, I'm gonna set out for one game because it's been a while since I hung out in VR and it takes some readjusting. And yeah. like, I was sweating, dude. I was sweating, but then I got back in and I did the damn thing. Isn't that Hell right, Mike? Yeah. He said I did. <laughs> um, I more, miss you, Mike. More out today. We got Johan the Parhelion, <laughs> Blaze in the Deep Blue for PC, Great PS4, job. PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Before I you. pull up uh, footage of that game because I I can't not. Yeah. Uh, what do you think this game is? <laughs> Johan the Parhelion. What is a Parhelion? Do we know? It's a great question. Excellent question. That would influence a lot. I'm of my gonna answer. say some type of like dragon. You know? Oh, you think? Tra I see. I was gonna say like, like a pirate, but not a pirate. Like a pirate mm. without a boat. <laughs> What's that Parhelion doing over there, causing a ruckus? I feel like that's the context he would say that in. Hmm. A pirate without a boat. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's a visual I, novel. I can. I can't find any. I think it's a fantasy this. visual novel. Or when I say not, not fantasy, because pirates are real. I think it's a visual <laughs> Oh, you're saying that because the deep blue. Oh. You're right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think Word about association, that. association, everybody. I didn't even think about yeah. that, but yeah. No, I think it is a, a nautical visual novel. I'm finding trailers for anime. I'm not finding anything really? for any sort of game. Johan, let me see where I got this from. I must have got this from Game Informer, maybe? I get my out today is from like four different uh, sources. Game, Game Informer was pulling from like the the wrong places, you know. No, I see. I, oh, there's. I see the, it. Yeah. I see stuff. Yeah. Where do you see oh, it? Oh, what the fuck? It is a. It's a two D platformer. What? Yeah. It's a two D platformer I'll, I'll with like assets. a like a little magical girl type vibe, and she has a sick looking wolf that attacks with her. Yeah, I see the wolf, but again, I'm only seeing like anime shit. I mean, it's kind of anime. That might be the game. But, like, I'm talking about, like, full-on, like... Gameplay? Anime, like... Oh, yeah, no, no I, gameplay it's, a, it's like a retro 2D platformer. Like, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Tim is showing me straight-up gameplay. It's a Metroidvania. There's a map. <laughs> that was my copy. Don't <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah, I could not find this for the life of me. What the... F Why is it running so slow? I think it was an ability. Uh, okay. I mean, there, I guess I see the deep blue, because she's literally underwater here. Interesting. I, this is not what I would have guessed a mm -mm. Parkelian is. Um, we got Small Saga out for PC. <laughs> the, the Kind Man Remedy for PC. That's the sequel to... You need to fucking have a meeting. That's the sequel to The Nice Guy Cure. <laughs> Get out of here. You've done it, I'm sorry. The new dates for you. Uh, the Engineer, but it's all spelt weird. <laughs> <laughs> It is spelled E-N-J-E-N-I-R, everybody. Fuck. I feel like I'm being pranked right now. Yeah, this honestly... Like, this feels like a prank. This feels up, like Greg Miller came in and fucked up on. the whole thing. Bless, yeah. can I please have the honors of reading the next game title? <laughs> Wait, okay, let me finish that. So The Engineer <laughs> will launch into Steam Early Access on December 18th. Go. Moat Solo. No girlfriend since birth. <laughs> He's just like me for real. <laughs> That's coming to Xbox Series X, PS5, and Switch on November 30th. Yeah, Bear, we're going to have to bring up Moat Solo, No oh, Girlfriend Since Birth. I don't birth. know if this is something I can show. Hold yeah, holy shit. Check it first, shit. and then if it, if it won't get us canceled off Twitch. Oh, actually, show this it. might be a... Is this like a live action thing? 
for like one man who's never been in a single <laughs> oh, relationship. It's like this five looks dangerous. awesome. It's a fucking um, FMV game. Yeah. Where you make choices. I love these games. Wait, real talk? I am in. Bless. Is Me, this, you, Snowbike Mike. Is this literally like 40-year-old version? But, but like, Wait, it's this an is FMV nice. game? Yeah. Seems like it. Dude. This looks awesome. And you, yeah, went over her heart. Dude. You're playing as a goofy-ass dude. He's, like, dancing. Yo. Shout out to Mo Solo, baby. He's oh, putting, wait. He's no, putting his full put fist in, in his mouth. Within these moments filled with... And, yeah, he's asking them questions on a date. <laughs> My hobby is... The three options were a workout, game. I didn't see the third one. But, I, again, I love this. We need a stream. Dude, of this. shout out to this actor, man. He is giving everything. Yeah, like yeah. he looks so good. We're watching this without sound, right? Could this be his yes. last blind date? Threat. He really is just like me for real. Damn, <laughs> like, that's damn. awesome, dude. That's awesome. Uh, deal of the day for you the Echo Collector. No, the Echo Collector. This is one that Greg added, I believe. The Echo Collector update. 1.0.6.0 for Mortals of Avium is now live with an exciting free trial available now on Xbox Series X and PS5 and a PC demo on Steam. With this being the biggest update for the title yet, and the game is now available for 50% off on all platforms for a limited time, there's never been a better time to jump into the world of Avium. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Kebabs writes in and says, Lego attempted to bring back Bionicle reboot in 2015. It didn't last. Because they had a bunch of like fake ass Bionicles. They didn't have the OGs. We yeah. wanted the real squad. I didn't, uh, I didn't see my crew from the Golden Mask. Yeah. You know? Also, someone in the chat way earlier on said Bionicle didn't fail. We failed Bionicle. Damn. And if that ain't the truest shit I've ever heard, man. Yeah. Gadget Mike 21 says, not a year wrong, but Starbucks sued its workers union after the union showed support for Palestine. Uh, there's a big boycott currently going on. And so get this fucking red cup out. Get of it out of there. Fucking... Throw it away. I'm going to hide this one. Gently set it, set it down. It's, Pour it out. Right know. now, Tim. <laughs> right now on the electronics. Um, uh, Gucci says, um, Gucci. Baldur's Gate 3 digitally. Googie? Gougie. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is digitally $70 for PS5 so for only $10 more you get a bunch of the cool stuff that is wild the PC version is $60 hey can we just shout out to Larry yeah no they've been killing it that's wild dude yeah that's why they're gonna win game of the year probably like there's, there's not a studio of the year at the game awards no whoever's giving out studio of the year give it to Larry probably yep. uh, that's it for you're wrong tomorrow's hosts for KFGD are gonna be me and Tim of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Mikey, you can just, you can just take my seat here. I'm, I'm bouncing now. That's what I'm saying. Can you believe that, Chad? That's messed up. Oh, I'm going to talk to Mike, Greggy. I missed you so much, and then I'm just leaving. I know. Yeah, okay, cool, bro. Damn. Oh, Mike took that personally. That's crazy, Tim. I was crazy, Tim. I was very excited for the Tim Poe show. A lot of people don't get that. Damn. Like when a couple of you go for even just one day or two days, 
it's felt inside the office, bless. You I know, know what I mean? Like, really felt Monday. Like the oh. the founders were all gone. Yeah, everybody's gone. It weird. It's just a little bit of Joey a different was also vibe. Out on Monday, it was it yeah, was a, it was weird a skeleton vibe. crew. Oh my yeah. god, but I bro. liked it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm I like the privacy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we were gone and I was thriving. I, was I like, loved <laughs> the vibe at the end of that Monday when we all looked at each other like dead silence, like. All right, good day. See everybody. <laughs> kind of awkwardly walked away from each other. I was having a blast. Uh, welcome you mean, in, Mike. That's how I leave every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm always yelling at you, no matter where you go. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Uh, welcome in, everybody, to your super chat post show with your boys, Mike Bless and Barrett. We're rocking, having some fun, and we're going to answer your burning, loving questions here on the YouTube side of things and on Twitch. To first start off. Blessing, did you tell them that you sang karaoke last night? I did, actually. You yeah, fucking rocked it, We had a whole conversation bro. about Great You job. didn't sing karaoke. Of course not. You Why? know I wasn't. No, Why? Because I, I, I don't got it like that, Bless. I don't have it like that but either. I, Dude, you, you missed, had it. You, you were great. You missed me singing Snooze by SZA in the worst, like, worst singing voice you ever heard in your life. Michael Hyam played toxic and i said fuck yeah you know what yeah, i mean dude. like fuck yeah that was a great dude. time last night uh you know, great am I stuff last over night. And hiding it <laughs> you know maybe chad i want to of course welcome you into your super chat post show we're gonna have some fun let's jump into street shadow with the ten dollar super chat and says some ps portal news from yesterday sie svp for platform comments that portal was not made for profits but for increased engagement for that audience and that cloud streaming is being looked into. Oh, that's cool. That's really neat. I mean, I can see that, right? Like, isn't the goal just like Netflix and Hulu and everybody out there yeah. to try to take more of my time, more of my, you know, engagement hours, so then possibly I can give you more money to stay on the platform, yeah. right? So, I mean, it yeah, got I me to that. play more, like, more PlayStation. Like, over the weekend, I was, like, I was hooked on it, right? I played through all of Cocoon. I, I started playing Sea of Stars. I've noticed that. I've seen you. I, Barrett's always been good about sitting on the couch playing his Switch, but, like, yeah. you and Greggy have actively had those in your hands yeah. more than any time in the office this whole yeah. year, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Greg people started are playing Sea of Stars last night because of it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Hell yeah. And also, like, and also, I think, to the thing of it sells remote play more like I remote play mm -hmm. feels like such a understated feature from PlayStation and yeah. it's one that they want people to use. Um, and so I think making a device for it and having it be this exciting device makes people use remote play more. And so I Agreed. think that works to their benefit. I think that, all the, that makes sense. Of course, stay on the platform, maybe go buy a microtransaction, right? That's all they want us yeah. for. That's what they want. I watched <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. last night. First off, great fucking movie. That's oh, Mutant Mayhem. Movie? Yeah, the brand new movie. Oh, Did you okay, not the new see one. Thank God. In theaters? No, I didn't. Let me uh... tell you what. Music was great. Animation was fun. The turtles so heartfelt. Mm -hmm. The best is Jackie Chan yelling at him. You're gonna get milked if you go out there, and like that's the that's oh, what yeah. Sony wants to do to me. They want to milk me for my money yeah. and I mean, all a, my time. That's a, that's a great comparison. You know what I mean? That's what the corporate exactly structure wants from us. Um, let's move on to CJ. And you just encourage the mic. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did give Halo 20 bucks <laughs> just Jesus last Christ. night, you know? How's, how's the it. classic maps? Uh, really good. Yeah. Oh, bless. You know, it is so funny when we talk about, like, Call of Duty currently just being a giant DLC map pack. Talking about Halo, like, clearly this is what the fans wanted was just old school maps. OG Fortnite. Mm -hmm. It is a fun and dumb situation to be in. Of course you want new. Of course you want the teams to evolve and get better. But there is something about going back to the old maps that make you smile. Hell yeah. Right? Like it, when we talk about Grand Theft Auto and how like I love those remakes and mm. it's like widely hated, you, you know? It's like for me, it's like, oh, I just love going back. Yeah, you, you love know? going back with the new coat of paint. You won't be yeah. incredible, which they really wouldn't do this. But if in the new Grand Theft Auto, because you know how there's been the rumors and reports of they'll start in Vice City, but they'll then start to add more areas. If they took literally like 
the one for one like San Fierro and San Andreas Yo. map and just made it like the PS5 version and like had like the same kind of like you know mm -hmm. layout. Oh my god, that'd be cool. I, I, that yeah, would be yeah, really basically cool be the same blast. as like the the Halo Classic maps. Oh. CJ writes in with the five dollar super chat and says movie and game combo pack. Mario Wonder and Across the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man 2 and Mario Movie, choose one. Ooh. So to run it back for you, you have a combo pack. You either get Mario Wonder and Across the Spider-Verse or you get Spider-Man 2 uh, and the Mario Movie. I'm going Mario Wonder and Across the Spider-Verse. Same. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, yeah, unanimous on that one. I think that's just a killer combo right Yeah. There. The thing that kills the other combo, I think, like, Mario Movie is fun, but, like, it's not like this fucking, like, Spider-Man 2, great game. Mario Wonder, great game. Across the Spider-Verse, a sequel to, like, one of the fucking greatest animated movies of all time. Like, this mm -hmm. is kind of hard there. Where Mario, the Mario movie is the weak link. I don't, I don't like this Mario movie slander. I, again, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Blessing, movie. would you disagree that the Mario movie out of these four different things is the weak uh, link here? I, I here's, You're talking to somebody who loves the Mario movie. Like, mm -hmm. I, would, I would say Mario movie and Spider-Man 2 are the same in my mind of, like, how much I love both of those things. Gotcha. And so, yeah, no, I, I probably wouldn't. I, for me, like, it really does come down to Mario Wonder versus um, Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. And I think Across the Spider-Verse I might love the most out of all these things. Mm. So I need tough. to watch it again. I, I still felt weird about it after leaving the theater that first Spider-Verse? Yeah. I didn't love how much of a part one it felt like. I don't like the cliffhanger. I agree. I, I'm, dude, I'm tired of, of cliffhangers. Yeah. Let me tell you about Especially the last we're Fast We're not movie. getting that sequel for, like, five or six years. Does anybody here remember the last Fast and Furious movie? No. That we now, that, now that you've said it, it's coming back. Yeah, we watched it this year, and it ended on uh, spoilers. For the, it's uh -huh. not a spoiler, but it's it ended same. on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah, it was yeah. the most insane cliffhanger I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with the cliffhangers. Let's jump over to the Twitch chat. Of course, you can resubscribe at the tier one through three level and leave a comment and question. Or if you want to use your Prime Gaming sub with us, you'll get 30 days of ad-free viewing. You'll get all of our channel emotes. And of course, you can help support us. Keep the lights and mics on. Like Let Me Flash on him has resubscribed with Prime for 58 months and says, does Blessing Tim know that French Montana has a song called Sanctuary that samples the KH song? Ask me to name one French Montana song. You I know a French Montana song? There, no, nobody knows French Montana You songs. know French Montana. What's a French Montana song? Exactly. Nobody knows French Montana songs. <laughs> <laughs> French Montana <laughs> isn't a real artist. It's in the back of my mind. It's French in the back Montana of my mind. is like... If um, a Mandela effect was a real person, because I, I would see the name French Montana everywhere, like in the last decade. But I'm like, what's his music? I, I hear him on features. I hear him on DJ Khaled songs. Uh huh. Lemon Bendy just wrote three words. Don't stop. Pop that. Pop that. Don't stop. Pop that. Pop that. You don't remember that one? I guess. Was that, was that a French Montana song? We'll have to go into his archive. We're yeah, let's go. go. We're gonna, gonna have to go into the. I'm songs. gonna open up Spotify. He's gonna bring up the Spotify because they. You know, oh, your Unforgettable is the most popular one. Everyone knows Unforgettable. I'm sure everybody does. Yeah. French, Mon <laughs> French Montana. What's a French Montana album? You know? Oh, Unforgettable featuring Sway Lee. Okay. Yeah. See, what's crazy is that that song has over a billion Over a billion plays. plays. Everyone loves that and song. And then there is a steep drop. <laughs> steep drop. <laughs> All steep the rest. Drop. Where, like, right under this, you have another one featuring, or another one of me featuring 21 Savage. That has, like, mm -hmm. 21 million. Damn. Mm -hmm. Crazy uh, let's keep it going with the fun side on the Twitch side of things. Dan writes in and says, have you worn wigs? Will you wear a wig? When will you wear a wig? Um, 
I've never worn a wig. I don't know if I've ever worn a wig. I probably would have wore a wig for like a costume, maybe. Yeah, I'd try like, one for a dope cosplay. Yeah, if I did you like a play or like a musical yeah. or something growing up, maybe I'd wore a mm-hmm. wig. I did a, a silent, like, kind of like big movement piece uh, back in high school for Scooby-Doo. So I had to wear a wig for Shaggy and Shaggy's uh, hair because mm. I didn't have the, the, mm. the hair to just naturally have that. Um, I wore a wig last year for our spy family costume. Yes, you did. People are writing, we don't get it. We don't get the reference. They're talking about like Andy and Nick or something. Uh, Oh, is that what it is? When it's clearly Mike and Barrett and Blessings time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we don't know about wearing wigs. We don't watch our own content. We don't watch those two. I don't need to hear him on a fucking Uh, show. Is is this like a in review, like wigging out with Scarpino Mm -hmm. thing? Something. I guess so. Sag writes in with the tier one sub for 41 months and says, Mike, did you hear Snoop gave up smoking? Dude, did you that, see this? That can't be real. Did you see this? Did he really? Yeah, he tweeted This out. is brand well, new no, news no, to me. I haven't the heard. The way he words it is weird. No way. He didn't word it in a weird way. Big Dog gave up the green. Up, he says, I give up smoke. Which I think. What but does I, that mean, though? <laughs> that doesn't mean he's giving up smoke. I, no I think he means he's giving up smoke. He's giving up that smoke. Like, he's not bringing. He's not pressuring. No, but like, he, no like, more. this is how he. It's, it's in a serious post, though, right? Because, like, he signs it. Oh, wait, fuck, it's gone. Because he says, respect my privacy. Like, he's, he says, I'm giving up smoke. And then the image says, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. And then he signs this new song. Someone in the chat said he worded it like somebody died. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I like, mean, I don't know. To many people, this is the same. It's I mean, it is, it's breaking my heart right now and breaking my mind. I mean, maybe it is like a health-related thing. Who knows? Like, I mean, Snoop Dogg is 80 years old. He should give up. Smoking. That is true. Is he that 80? Is true. He's not he 80, but he like he's old. he's a very old man. He is pretty say, old. That's fucking. There's no. He's probably, if I had to guess, he's probably 55. Doctor T writes in with the Prime Gaming sub for 35 months. Says, Mike, where can I get this T-shirt, homie? Well, I believe Bless has this T-shirt as well. I do. This yeah. is when I came to watch your panel. Yeah. At PAX West, from if PAX you remember, West 2019. Way back in the day. Uh huh. 52 uh, we, years old. I wasn't that far off. We all watched. Um. Yeah, you can get this at the PlayStation 1. How about this? When Kind of Funny does a big live event one day down the road, I'll just give it to you because I'm not wearing it. You know what well, I mean? You're wearing it right now. Yeah, but like I, we're trying to do the get take Mike's stuff away because he doesn't need any of oh it. Oh, my you God. Know? But no, that shirt is like, that's an exclusive. I it's love that nice shirt. shirt. It's, it's a, a super it's a nice tea. shirt. And for me, as somebody who lives in, in Seattle, and I love Seattle, like, yeah. that's a shirt. This one PlayStation brought the heat on the merch. Yeah. We're no, like, oh, fire. okay, nice job, y'all. Nice job. But you can take it, big dog. I'll let you have it. Uh, final one over here from... Tw- or Twitch before we jump over. Cambosa writes in with the resub for 29 months. Question for Bless. Mm-hmm. Now that we have a full launch roster for Tekken 8, and I don't think there's any leaks for potential DLC characters, are there any characters you're hoping to see make it into Tekken 8? Either returning <sighs> characters or guest characters. Let's look up the full roster. Ooh, Shout out to Matt characters. Exposure as well for the Prime Games up for 57 months. Thank you, Matt Exposure. Tekken 8 roster. So off the bat, I don't think I saw anything about Lucky Chloe. Um, Lucky That's Chloe. One of Mike's friends from Tahoe. <laughs> that is one of Mike's friends from Tahoe. That's my people. Lucky Chloe was the breakdancer character oh, from of the last Tekken. And Lucky like, Chloe's usually throwing dice at the craps table. Exactly. <laughs> exactly at the casino. Yeah. Um, I think Lucky Chloe would be great. Um, for a like oh guest character, Tifa would be the perfect addition. Because if you play Tifa in Final Fantasy VII, right? Like, oh yeah, she's cool. throwing hands. Ooh. Like, she's oh, yeah. such she a had the red gloves, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, she's her. like a fist fighter, and I think she would work. In the, in the last Tekken game, in Tekken Seven, they had Noctis as as a guest character. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and so yeah, I think yeah. Tifa would be such a, a good addition for that. Um, I'd like I like a Street Fighter character. I think Akuma works so well mm-hmm. in Tekken Seven. So like, if you were to, and I wouldn't even want like a Ken or Ryu. Give me Luke. 
I think Luke in Tekken 8 would actually be kind of lit. I know that, that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think Luke in Tekken 8 would be kind of fire. Um, oh, who else? I don't know. Like it'd be. I like. I like the crossovers. You know. I like the fact. Yeah, I that I like it, the fun crossover ideas that you're bringing up. In Tekken Seven, they had like um, like King of Fighters character or SNK characters yeah. come through, like uh, Geese Howard and stuff. And so, like, you know, I'd like to see what other one of those you can bring in. Whether it is, is there somebody? Is there a Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat that you can mm, bring in? That'd be cool. Is that just another law? <laughs> you know, like, is that weird? Or could you look toward Project L coming out next year and maybe have a character crossover with that? Uh, maybe that could be fun. Um, I'm sure, like, I'm sure they'll want to add Heiachi. I know Heiachi died mm. in tech in the, the last second story, but like, people that's still a character that people like to use. And so I could see them being like, all right, this is DLC, not canon to the story, but here's Heiachi to use. I think that could be interesting. Um, is Eddie in the thing? I'm, I'm looking at the thing. I don't see Eddie. Here's one for you, Mike, because I'm just thinking of like Goofy. Because is Tekken the one I'm thinking of where like Yoda was in it like way back? No, in the day? it's Soul Calibur. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. Thinking, you were thinking, thinking the same thing I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All these fighting games are the fucking same, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I love that they're adding weird characters. Ooh, but so, actually, I mean? bringing in a Soul Calibur character <laughs> would be sick. Um, I wouldn't know which one. Like, you would have to figure out how to do the weapon uh, thing in Tekken, but I think that could be a cool crossover. And yeah, I'm looking through the thing. I'm not seeing Eddie, which upsets me because I love Eddie. And Eddie. so add Eddie. Okay. Or Christy. Eddie. Okay. Or the other one with the Afro. I mean, if you really want to get me involved, Bless, because people are typing him in, we just make up our own Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, my God roster like if you so if down. you really want to get into it like we start adding up people on i mean that, that is like, like just that chatting. would be the fun time uh, that would be a fun episode or a just chatting stream of making our def jam roster we're gonna put it in our back Def-Jam pocket roster blessing we're gonna make that happen 2024 that's in our back pocket ladies and gentlemen we're doing that uh foxy steve with the five dollar super chat says if you had to pick a publisher slash developer for kotor who would it be Knights I mean, of the Old Republic. The easy. Of, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I think the easy answer. Are we to, are we talking remake or are we talking like a new? Because we're talking remake, I would say Bluepoint and have PlayStation okay. publish it. I feel like that's the easiest answer. Okay. If we're doing a new one, yeah. Larian. Okay. See, I, w- I would pick Larian for either. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Larian's hot I, right I, now. I know Tim is like, hey, we need to make things modern and more action based. No, we can we can keep. Star Wars, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, like in that classic style. And I think the, the studio to do that and modernize it and have more modern sensibilities in that kind of style would be Larian. Hmm. Yo. Yeah, I people. think Larian would be able to do it. I don't, and like my thing, I said, shoot Tim some bail. I don't know if Tim is saying like take out the turn based stuff, mm-hmm. but I think, I think he more so means like modernize it. Like I think Larian doing a turn based Knights of the Old Republic would be dope. Well, he was saying Final Fantasy VII Remake, so and yeah. that completely changed like what that game. Or not that is true. Yeah. I think, but like that still kept some of the RPG like. I'm just saying, elements. Tim is being too influenced by Andy, where Andy is such a hater of uh, turn-based that it's affecting Tim a little yeah. bit. I, I don't I like it. it. I don't I like mean, hearing that from Tim's mouth. That's the one thing. I like keep trying to look at you. I'm like, where is he? Is he? I'll, I forget you're in my <laughs> coffee cup. Um, that's the. It's so hard to talk to my coffee cup. Uh-huh. Um, that's the thing that like. I'm kind of on, t- on two sides on when it comes to Final Fantasy 16 because Final Fantasy 16, I liked the f- I, I liked the combat because they got the DMC combat director, all that stuff, and I think yeah, the yeah. combat system is really fun. But I don't like that their answer to make Final Fantasy more palpable to more people is to go let's turn it into an action game. I think yeah. that's whack. I, it's oh, interesting. Yeah, like, see that. See that's how you get me, the mm-hmm. casual fan who doesn't really love the turn-based 
doesn't really prefer those slower things. It's like, I love what they did with Final Fantasy 16, right? Of like, mm -hmm. I'm just hacking and slashing. I'm having a great time. I love that. Yeah, but my thing is like, and that's you're just how I changing what that, that is. Like, oh, I feel like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a fan of, um, I don't know. Like, I'm not a fan of Brussels sprouts, but like, mm -hmm. that would be like if the Brussels sprout industry is like, all right, cool, let's make fucking steak instead. Yeah, It's a different thing. Like, just make Brussels sprouts for the people who like it. So, I guess with Final Fantasy, right, on the turn-based stuff, do they still, is there still turn-based in there? It's like, do they still make turn-based games and will the next one be turn-based or will it always now be this more action-y RPG that we're mm -hmm. experiencing? Because it feels like 15 and 16 have all been moving towards let's capture Mike, the casual player who doesn't like turn-based. Yeah. That's how it feels right now to me at least. I and I could be wrong. I, I think because Final Fantasy 16 didn't live up to their sales expectations, there's more of a chance that like they look into a turn-based system for okay. the new ones. Um, I think they were looking forward to Final Fantasy 16 being like such a breakout hit, and it's like great, great. It might not hit their expectations, but like I'll say, Final Fantasy 16 is still popular. Like people still play it and mm -hmm. love it. Um, I think if that one was what they wanted it to be, they would double down and go. But also, does any game hit Square Enix's fucking expectations no, of numbers? They don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I think because. <clears throat> It is like it is. It's not like Final Fantasy 16 is here selling 20 million units or anything like that. Yeah. I think that gives them more leeway to experiment and go. All right, now let's go back to turn base because people might miss this. Yeah. Someone wrote, "Did Mike play Final Fantasy 7 remake?" I have not, but I did play just a small piece of it. Yeah. And that's like turn based mixed with more combat because, like, yeah, it's, it's fast action combat, but I'm still in the menu. Yeah. Some that's of the thing time. is like there's still menu. It's a weird. It. It's a weird mix that I didn't love. Love. Yeah. It, it, it was. A it was there. a modern adaptation of what that combat felt mm -hmm. like way back in the day, where it was turn based, but there was active systems. There was yeah. things that were reloading and all. But this like, stuff, I mean, so, the active yeah. system in um in the original Final Fantasy VII was literally just like you know you're not going in like a turn based order, right? Like there is like a like it's. It's live in a weird way, yeah. right? Like you kind of have a time. So when was it. the last turn-based Final Fantasy game? Because someone in the chat 13, now maybe? says, "Oh, they haven't. That wasn't a that wasn't turn-based." And I agree on that. It wasn't turn-based. Yeah. Like, yeah. when was the last Final Fantasy turn-based game? And are they gonna go back to that ever? I would say thirteen. Okay. If I had a guess, is, uh, you're like, wrong. Fuck, I forget what game it was that Zach Ryan from IGN. We were both at IGN at the time. Made me play for some video. And it was an older one, like maybe nine. Like even nine felt kind of active for what like turn base all, but, was. And that so thing is, all of them because thirteen was the same thing, right? Thirteen had like also a weird system. There was like an uh, kind of, uh, chat. Let me know. It was like OT something. OTB. No, that's a rapper. No, that's ODB. Let me know in chat. But there was like also like the thing about Final Fantasy Combat is that it, they always have some unique angle to it that makes it not just basic turn base. Like yeah. there's always like some interesting ATB. Thank you. Um, active time battle is what they call yeah. it, I guess. Um, but there's always some, yeah, like kind of like weird active element that makes it unique. And so Final Fantasy Combat has always been involved, but yeah, now it does feel like more of a Devil May Cry than a yeah. traditional JRPG thing. It feels thing. very far away from what I thought it would be, is right. Yeah, but I, I think there's still room to go back to that. Mm -hmm. My, if you had to ask me, right, like what, where does Square Enix go from here? I think you start to see them experiment with more of like the H 2d hd pixel art style like you know oh, you see like okay. the um like live alive and octopath traveler and Octopath that stuff. traveler yeah, yeah i think we start to get more final fantasies in that art style they're gonna do i think you're gonna start off with remakes doing that and that's mm -hmm. gonna have the turn-based stuff um this this is something that tim has um like predicted and i could see it happening where 
they put out a new Final Fantasy game that's that art style, and that's their turn-based Final Fantasy. Mm. And then they come back to a 3D art style, and like that will be more action-y. Interesting. It yeah. was Final Fantasy yeah. 12 that I was thinking of. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to seeing that. And I, I'm definitely not a turn-based guy, so that's why I'm riding the high of like being interested enough now to try Final Fantasy games. So like for me, Square is doing what I need them to do of like getting me on board because I don't want to play that slower version. That's mm. why I'm actually impressed. I thought that Kingdom Hearts was turn-based, and so oh, I was yeah. presently surprised that it wasn't. I was like, "Oh, I'm I having like fun Kingdom now." Kingdom Hearts had, I you know feel like, I mean? had a big like uh, parts of play and like like changing kind of like Square's vision on like their own gameplay and stuff, and how those kind of go back and forth between those series of what they're doing to each other. Yeah, um, Mike, check out Persona Five. I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Persona Five is turn-based, turn but, but it's so quick and like a lot like a lot of the systems are tied to your face buttons that it doesn't. It's turn-based, but it doesn't quite feel turn-based. Yeah, okay. and I definitely, I definitely get the perspective of um, people who might not be in a turn-based being able to get into Final Fantasy through sixteen. Yeah, but it's also yeah. like I don't know. I don't. I I think it's tough when that is part of the identity of it. You know, it's like how, we want to appeal to more people. We want to get a bigger audience, but sacrifice a little bit of what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. I think people feel that way. I don't know if I feel that way totally because yeah. the, co the combat in 16 was really great, but I think that's the balance of it is I still want a Final Fantasy game to be a be an RPG. And I think 16 loses a bit of the RPG for me mm -hmm. in a way where like, you know, I, I would nominate for best action adventure over best RPG Yeah, because like those mechanics get, get lost out. And I think you lose that because the turn base gets lost. I'd love to see weird. Yeah, Final Fantasy 17. I, I, I look forward to seeing what line they choose. Yeah. Right? Where do they go? Let's go over to Cozy Bear, who writes in and says, Hey, Bionicle, if you haven't seen it, you should check out Bionicle Mask of Power, an upcoming open-world fan game that actually has Lego's blessing. Oh, Bionicle Mask, Mask of Power. Power. Yeah, can we Bear, bring that you, up, Bear? Can you bring that up? We'd love to look at yeah, that. We're Bionicle boys. Were you a Bionicle kid? A those little are bit. The, those I, are the coolest kids, coolest things I back I think I literally day. had like one Bionicle, uh -huh, yeah, yeah. but I would also see it on TV because they had the Bionicle uh, TV oh, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to turn that down. Yeah, I, I was going to say that was yeah, real we don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. Yeah. Interesting. Also, as this is going, somebody in chat I forgot how tiny they were before they had like the cool masks and stuff. Uh, somebody mentioned in, mentioned in chat that like turn base hasn't been part of Final Fantasy's identity for like a decade, and that's a good point. Like I'm not, I didn't think about that. It's uh, been a more, while. More than that, though, I would say. Look at this. This is really Bionicle. How weird, bro. Well, like Final God. Fantasy Lightning Returns, I feel like came out like maybe 20, uh, 2012 or something like mm, that. That's fair. Yeah, this looks cool. I'm yeah, this is it. crazy. But this also. <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of like a really good dreams game. Oh yeah, like it kind of has those vibes to it, where it's yeah. like you can tell that it's uh, user created, but like they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I check this out. Gary, what are you out of here? Peace, homie. What's Gary oh, doing? Here? Gary's here. Hi, Gary. What up, doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here, Gary? Can we get your reactions to the code red drink that you uh, drank yesterday? That was uh, Andy's. Oh yeah, come through. If you if you're down for it, come on out here. I like the Loodle shirt. Uh, hello, what show are we? What what show are we on today? Uh, kind of funny games daily. This is like a oh the oh, I'm finally on fucking games daily yeah, again. Dude, Stick it to Greg. Greg life. Greg tried to block me out, but I'm back. I know it's messed up. I don't know why he won't have me on games daily anymore. People like me on games I mean, I, daily. I think it's because you say that you say too much of the truth. You know, he can't, he can't the fucking truth. handle the truth. <laughs> he can't handle That's the, the truth. problem. Yeah. Also, um, I love that you're wearing the kind of funny uh, pajamas. 
I've been rocking those a lot these, recently. I, listen, I've got, they're really comfortable. I'm not in the mood to do Greg any favors, but these are literally the most comfortable pajamas I've ever worn in my life. 1, they're kind of funny. They're so comfy. Yeah. I've got some for my kid as well. It's all she wears. She loves them. So buy, uh, buy yourself some kind of funny pajamas. Hell yeah. But my office uh, flooded. Sewer drain outside my house, backed up. Mm -hmm. oh. Came up through the toilet in the downstairs bathroom, which is adjacent to my office. Got under the floorboards. Oh my god! Into the walls. I, I don't know how much you know about water damage, but yeah, it's no it's, joke. Yeah. So we've had water remediation people in the house for the last week, oh. with big, big like heat blowers that dry out everything. Mm. Ripped, had to rip up all the floors. My office is completely no. out of action. So we're gonna have to refloor it. Oh no! So my, my I'm living off of my laptop. For a couple of weeks, I have mm -hmm. no office, so I, I had to do a Zoom call. I came in and used your little private cube because I don't have a I don't have a space at home that is mm. where, where I can have. I'm sorry that right happened. Now. That sucks, man. Oh, it sucks. I mean, hope. I mean, we've filed the insurance claim, but like water damage is really expensive. Oh, dude. When I was when I was uh, younger, our house like a room in our house caught on fire, um, like in the upstairs, and like the um, firemen had to come through. They put it out, but like. The damage was at the end of the day that like caused more issues from like my parents. From the fire, right? from, the, was, from the extinguishers, right? From yeah, the it was water? from the yeah. from the water, yeah. right? Because the water from the top floor like leaked down to the bottom floor, and like they had to replace all the carpet. They had to figure all, out all that shit. Like the the one room was one thing, but yeah, it was the water damage that did most of the damage. Yeah, so like literally when you were when you walk, they've ripped them all up now. But when I was walking on like the floorboards, you could hear them squelch underneath. Mm. Like the water was everywhere, and then it seeps up into the walls. It gets into the insulation in the walls. The insulation is like a sponge. It just soaks up all the water. That whole, that all, we've got to rip all the walls out. Damn, dude. Well, again, I'm sorry to hear that. That uh, sucks. I mean, look, at the end, I'm taking the opportunity. We'll put a nice new floor down. or will just take, give my office a nice yeah. little makeover. A little refurbish. Yeah. Because I was right. like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but uh, the only way I'm going to do it is if I pull everything out. Now we, I've had to do it anyway. So we'll do, a, we'll do a little makeover. Gotcha. Office That's makeover. Hell yeah. What's well, in the news today? What's the big stories? Um... Well, it was a what, KOTOR remake. Uh, actually, that was like a non-story. That was basically one where it's like, what's going on with KOTOR remake? Because okay. people keep asking the CEO about it, and the CEO is like, every time I talk about it, it becomes a news story, and then we kind of just talk about the de details there. But I think the bigger thing was the Persona um, rumors. People are saying that maybe you see Persona in 2025. Okay. Persona 6. Okay. Yeah. I like a bit of Persona. Yeah. So that was pretty much the thing. We're, we're debating on whether or not it, come, it um, gets debuted at Game Awards. In a couple weeks. Oh, Game Awards that Jeff Keighley won't get back to me about presenting at. Is that the one that you're talking how, about? How do we make this happen? Do we have to get the audience to tweet Jeff Keighley? I don't know. Hammer Jeff Keighley on Twitter. I'm no longer on Twitter. I resigned today. Can't wow. do it. Can't, I can't do it anymore. The whole Hitler was right thing was the final straw. I'm done. Where was that? What was that? Oh, just, yeah, I'm not going to bore you with the details. You can go find it. It's everywhere on Twitter. Damn. Just go search for Elon Musk Hitler. You'd be amazed how many hits you get on that, actually. Damn. Um, yeah, so I've retired the account. I'm not going to close it down because maybe at some point Twitter is under new ownership and I can come back, but I'm done. Mm. Where like, can people my follow last you? tweet today. Where What's do we find you? Threads, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere else. But Blue Sky, everywhere else. Sick. Oh, yeah. Don't Good need, for you. Don't need it. I don't need it anymore. Tyler well, demands bullshit. Um... Yeah, so Jack, so I, I dropped a like. So I kind of, I kind of, we talked about this on the Xcast yesterday. I kind of got the awards presenting bug. I presented best narrative at the Dice Awards Dude, in Las Vegas. I saw the picture. You looked fantastic. I'm telling you, I usually don't like myself in pictures. I hate the way I look. But something about the vibe Dude. I had going on in London, I was looking good. And when you dress up the right way, right? Like it's, not, it's fun to it dress up. It does something. Like, that's my thing. My friend, my friend Danica, like more. recommended 
I had a navy blue suit and I was going to wear like a, a light color. She said, no, wear, a navy, wear a navy blue shirt with it to match it. I'm like, isn't that all like one thing? She's like, trust me, it looks good. Mm -hmm. And it did look fantastic. It looked yeah. fly. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, no, that's the best. Like that's what, that's what I've been doing in the last couple of years is like, I've, I've gotten more of a passion for dressing up. And yeah, when you see yourself in pictures and you post it, you're like, dude, and I, I, look like better I, said, than I, I usually hate I myself in pictures, but I don't know something about, I don't know. I just had a little bit of a London glow up. Oh yeah, dude. Being about being back home. So anyway, so and I, then I presented Nintendo Game of the Year at the Golden Joysticks, and I, you know, obviously crushed it on, on both occasions. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Let's go. So I dropped Elon. Uh, sorry, Elon. I dropped Jeff. <laughs> oh shit. I dropped Jeff a uh, a little DM saying, "Hey, Jeff, I don't know if you've been like following my uh, presenting career, but you know, crushed it at Dice, crushed it at the Joysticks. You want a middle-aged thirst trap to come on the show and crush it at the Joystick? Uh, sorry, at the Game Awards. You know where to find me." There you go. Well, I mean, does he know where to find you? <laughs> You're off on Twitter. Well, I can, I, I, I can still get DMs. I'm just not. The account mm. is still there. I'm just not. I'm not posting. It's inactive. But gotcha. I, I, if people want to DM me, they still can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, reach out to Gary. Number. Let Gary present something. Let Gary present. And listen, if the thing Gary is, needs... I'm, I'm not Hollywood enough for Jeff listen. and the TGA. And also, if, I mean, if you want to ask my Hollywood, I'm down to go up there with Gary. You know. Oh my Gary God. What, a, what a team we would make. Oh my. Yeah. Blessing Gary on stage at Game Wars. Make it happen. Yeah, this, is the last, this is the last chance for Jeff to get me before I really blow up, and then he can't, and then he won't be able to book me anymore. Ooh, that sounds like you got someone on the horizon. You got something planned. You want to see who I, I just, I just had a Zoom call with. I'm telling you, dude. Cooking. Oh. 2024, <laughs> I'm gonna be cooking. Oh my god. So this Let's is go. it, Jeff. Last chance. If you're watching this, Jeff, tweet, if you're not tweet, making moves, you're standing tweet still. Tweet at Jeff Keeley, tell him to make some moves and uh, let me present at the Game Awards. I can't even get an invite. You know, I've never been invited to the TGAs. Do these people not know who I am? They're scared of you. That's what it, you know, Barrett, I think, you might, I think you might be onto something there. Yeah. The, the Golden Joystick's not scary of you because they're also all British, you know? Right. And, I, and I've done it many times before, and they're too drunk to know the difference. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Let Jeff know that you want Gary to present at the TGAs, because I'm telling you, this is the last chance he'll get me. Give it a couple of years. I'll be back there, but I'll, I'll, I'll be like Pacino, like not even knowing why I'm there. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be like, oh man, <laughs> why is the god? Of, why is the, why is Kratos talking for ten minutes? <laughs> standing, standing behind. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm just gonna hang out here. Okay, all right, I don't want to uh, disrupt your show anymore. It's lovely to. I mean, you to came see at the perfect time because we were literally about to wrap up. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to tell the people to go? Yeah, so no longer on Twitter, but um, I'm on Threads and Instagram. I'm just G Witter there, G W H I T T A, and I'm Gary Witter on TikTok. Uh, YouTube, um, I think Blue Sky, everywhere. Just go find me everywhere, everywhere else, but don't expect me on I've... Twitter anymore because I'm done. There you go. All right. You want an outro? Let's go. Get out of here. All right. We're going to go stream. Everyone. That was a great one. Thank you.